Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boston Cage Podcast. On today's show, we have VNA. And this guy, I just met him recently on VidFest and just hearing him speak, it, it was great. I mean, I'll, he has a, a diverse background. He's a YouTube Google certified professional. He's also spoken on um, several different stages. And I'm gonna let him, I don't wanna feel all his, all his thunder, but I'll give him opportunity to kind of introduce himself. So without further ado, VNA, go ahead, man. Who are you? Oh, well, um, Google certified uh, expert, also exponential marketing uh, expert. I don't like the word expert, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love exponential marketing, digital marketing, and, and Google, and that's what I do. I mean, it's my whole passion. That's what moves me. Yeah, so another common denominator that, that, that we share, and another reason why I definitely want to have one on the show, man, your way of DR, man. You're, you're in Dominican yeah. Republic right now. I'm in Dominican Republic, in Santiago. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, just, how do you define yourself in three to five words? Whoa. Um, maybe three words, uh, which are leadership. Uh, courage and originality. Okay, okay. So just 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 take it back a little bit, right? So you were born and raised in DR, right? So and you know I've been to DR before, so I, I understand like the culture over there. So I mean, how did you get into the technology space and get to the level to where you are? Well. It's a funny, it's a funny story, but it all started around 1994. I was the, you know, I was a weird kid in my hometown, which is kind of a countryside still. Um, but I had the chance, I had the fortune that one of the first computers, when, when internet came to the island, one of the first computers with internet was in my house. And as you can tell, 1995, 96, it was a whole different story to what it is right now. But I was that that curious to always get to know things a little more. And I was a book I'm still a bookworm. And one of the things that has always captured my attention was to know different people, different mm -hmm. cultures. And that all come to uh, when I discover uh, IRC. Mm. It was um, it was this chat service uh, back in '97, and that whole thing blew my mind. So fast forward, here we are, still connecting to people now, teaching people how to connect to to one another globally. So I mean, is that I've also realized too, and did a little bit of research. You also did a TED talk as well. Yes, it was a TED talk uh, that I did last year, last October. Mm. And what was the topic of that TED talk? Um, I'm also passionate about environment 
and I had the chance to do this environmental um, mini camps for students uh, because I was living in, in Punta Cana uh, back in the um, in the east of the island, in the east end of the island. And I had the chance to meet a group of friends. We were 20 by the time. And we wanted to make like a big impact in our country. And we decided that one of the ways to do that was impacting on the garbage problem on, you know, on the hotel industry and uh, how things are getting out of control with the, with the garbage and with the waste management. So we decided to do this. Um, it was a, it was a half day camp, mini camp for, for students. And we got to impact uh, around 10, 15 schools. And we made such difference that it was a very good subject to bring to a TEDx talk. And also TEDx has been, um, it, it, for me, it's like a whole different universe. Uh, the things that I've learned through, through TED Talks, and I wanted to be part of that. So uh, it was a two-year effort that I get to be, I, I, I had the chance to attend all the TED Talks that were the, uh, had been doing on the on the island on the country, and by the second year I had the chance to be one of the part of the staff, and it was a, it was a dream country. So do you do you think that being that you were on TED Talk right, and that you're a YouTube Google certified professional or expert right, do you think that there's some commonalities between that? Like what what you did to develop that TED Talk? Are you using that on your YouTube business side? Yeah, totally. Because uh, what I do, I help accomplished YouTubers, experts, and newcomers as well to bring their business to the platform. But I just, I just don't talk about okay. So this is the numbers. This is okay. This is the formula. No, no, no. I start by the creator. I start creating the persona behind the channel. I start. Uh, I always talk about personal development and uh, the whole mindset. Of be a YouTuber. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm always talking about tribes, not communities, not just targets. I'm talking about leaders of communities, leaders of tribes. I mean, be a voice of that community. And um, it all kind of connected hmm. when I was developing the TED Talk because I was being the voice of those students that we got to, to impact through those camps. And my TED Talk became, it was 50% a talk and 50% a call for, for a call to, uh, call to action. Because uh, I even gave a, like an exercise to, uh, to all the attendees. And it was, uh, it's all connected. It's all part of, uh, it's all part of our philosophy. So in, in addition to your, your successes in that area, right, you've also had some great successes with just YouTube channels. And, and I think during your talk at VidFest, I think you had mentioned maybe two of them that you've gotten over two million particular views. You want to kind of just dive into that a little bit? Yeah, I, I'm an editor for uh, a channel called Baby Chistes, which is a Spanish channel. It's a Spanish speaking channel uh, of jokes mm. for children. And that channel has reached uh, 2.76 million subscribers. It's a local Dominican cha uh, channel. 
and I've I've been working with them uh, for the past two and a half years. Um, we met each other uh, in Punta Cana because I was since before all this I'm a cinematographer and I do videos and and photos for uh, excursions. Uh, we met in a excursion, and as I was doing some commercial uh, videos for a tour operator of the country. And you say like, hey, but do you also edit the audio or do you work with this or that? And that was my, fir my first approach to work on, on YouTube as a creator. So, but I was, I've, I've, I've been the editor for them uh, since then. And that channel, we, uh, we talk a lot about how we achieved the first million because uh, Dominican Republic is, um, uh, they ha we have around 10, 11 million uh, people on the country. And just from Dominican Republic, we have 896,000 uh, subscribers that I think it fairly represents the amount of, of our target, of our community, that has access to to a smartphone and internet. I mean, the kids mm -hmm. that we're aiming to, and it's a big thing because if we if we have if we had just stayed with uh, taking this channel to Dominican Republic, we wouldn't surpass that amount of people, that amount of subscribers. But then we started to integrate different cultures, such as uh, South American, even talking about things that kids in Spain talk and Mexico as well. And that's the way that we have been able to spend uh, within the, the platform to different, uh, to different, to other different countries. Well, I mean, I think that that's a, that's a, I, I think you're very, first of all, I think you're very modest, right? I mean, just, just look, let's look at the numbers. You're saying that in the Dominican Republic, the population essentially is about 11, 10 to 11 million people. Out of that 10 to 11 yeah. mil million people, you've gotten close to 10% of them, roughly close to a million, right? So I want people to understand the magnitude of this accomplishment, right? 10% of a population is, is, is like a, it's like Netflix and, and, <laughs> and Microsoft. And like, I mean, that, that's the kind of comparison I'm looking at, at your numbers because you ever think about it. If, we, if I had 10% of the U.S. population, that would have been 20 million. Right. Yes. So you have 10 percent of your country's population. And to your point, right. Out of that 10 million is only a fraction that have access to, to websites or have access to the technology to be to, be, to even have access to watch your channel. So your numbers are even higher in ratio by default. And, and that's crazy. It's astronomical. <laughs> well, yeah, when you see it that way, it is. Uh, and we're very, we're very happy and very humbled. Uh, as people have received this, these children have received our channel, and I mean, when you when you when you do this work, this kind of work for um, I wouldn't not infants but children, small children, uh, it's a very demanding trial. They are very, uh, I mean, that feeling of uh, belonging, it's very 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 within uh, to them. I have a it's it's a it's a funny story that uh, there was this other channel who tried to, you know, create some trouble with us, uh, just trash-talking us. I don't, I don't know what the purpose was, but it was, uh, they're in a different time zone than ours. Uh, uh, 
uh, way before us. And by the time we woke up that day, all our children's, all the children's that water the water channel in that country, they had taken down the channel by reporting it just because he tried to mess uh, with their channel. It's not ours. I mean, uh, we do this content for them. Yeah, that's, that's definitely great. So, I mean, that, that kind of leads me into what's the worst experience you've had in that business? Because, I mean, YouTube is one of those platforms, much like TikTok, much like Instagram, that it could make you overnight. But obviously, at the same yeah. time, it could break you if everything is against you. So being in that environment, well, what's the worst case scenario you've ever experienced? The, I mean, the owners of this mm -hmm. channel, uh, they are very, very committed mm -hmm. to this uh, to this project. I couldn't say that we've had like a, like a bad experience of any kind uh, because they cater this this content uh, so much to the to the to, to to our consumers, but. In retrospective, working with, I, I worked, uh, right now working with around 18 to 20 channels in different aspects, like either directing or filming or just coaching or consulting. But one of the things that I see is the huge setback is when you start something that you don't believe in. Is when you, you go into that uh, not believing in yourself. Because it's, it's very different to what Chris Primitzo says, like, start ugly. Yeah, you can start ugly when you don't have, like, all the tools or the all the knowledge and all that, but you have believing yourself. I mean, you know you're going to get there. You just don't know how, but you're going to get there. It's, it's, it's very different to just get there thinking other thoughts, like, okay, so I want to make money fast. Okay, so this is not for me. And there, I, I've seen quite amount of people that has that idea and as fast as they come as fast as they go so i mean diving into to the business a little bit right so you're a youtube google certified consultant what do you have to do to become that like what, what are the steps to take to become a certified consultant um a couple of years a couple of years ago i found this program uh that was uh with mm. google that you will get different certifications uh on different aspects of the whole Google family. And I was very, very interested. I'm, I was very curious about what else is there. How can I improve what I know uh, of YouTube? Uh, that was my question. And that took me there. I don't, I, I think it's, I don't, I don't, I don't really think it's all like that open anymore. But I think that with some research, people can get right to it and get uh, through the programs and get certified. It takes uh, a decent amount of work, but like like anything else, like anything else you want to accomplish. So, I mean, in DR, how many certified Google consultants are there? I mean, just I don't know if you know that number, but I'm just asking. Mm, I wouldn't want to say that I'm the only one, but I haven't come across them. So be, being that you're certified, and this is, always goes back to the question that I usually kind of talk about, like on topic, off topic, education versus coaching, education versus certificates, education versus, you know, learning from somebody by example. So in your education, obviously you've been 
educated in editing and you understand media, you understand, do you think that having your certification is as valuable and if not more valuable than just having the education behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah, for me it is because I put a purpose mm-hmm. to it two years ago. And I say, okay, so one of the one of the things that I get asked the most, like how much I'm gonna get uh, through the platform by the you know by by the ads. And we started like investigating, and it depends the country, depends the ads. It, it, there's a whole bunch of things. But I uh, I got the chance to talk to um, to a Spanish uh, YouTuber, and they were making a living out of it. They were making very good money. It was around three three euros uh, per million, which is a lot. And out of the blue, Google decided to chop that off to uh, mere cents. And everybody, you know, they were like ripping their head off. But my purpose that I put to, to this whole deal of YouTube was that I want to put Dominican Republic facing future in the con- in the content production of YouTube because since we get into the digital platform we're not just a country we are part of a whole bunch I mean we are at the same height of anyone on YouTube we just need to put some work we just need to put some hours and if I can get as much knowledge as much um, content out there and insights and tips and hacks to bring that back to all the curious minds that we have here in the Dominican Republic, I will have accomplished a big thing. And that's what drives me. That's that's what I want to do. I want to connect and I want to help connect people um, with people like Chris, with the BitFest, with, I mean, um, closing out the gap that people think there is in between them and, and success on YouTube. Also, there's a lot of um, of entrepreneurship mentality here in the Dominican Republic. Everybody, everybody, everybody wants to make money, not just mm-hmm. the quick buck, but um, if I can give tools, if I can give a way, and if I can give purpose to those kids who want to make a difference and they want to make their impact on YouTube, at the same time, they perceiving uh, economic benefits out of it. Then it's a huge hmm. deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think definitely. With that being said, you have your purpose, right? You you have your why. In addition to that, right? So now we're understanding like your philosophy behind the scenes, but working more into the space of international, right? And and. Keep it in mind, like U.S. is a, people don't realize, like everybody that lives in the U.S. are kind of in a bubble, right? You're kind of international and you have access to multiple other islands as well. I mean, like Puerto Rico is right there, which is U.S. You're also half of um, Haiti is on the other side of the border. And then obviously you have the entire world. Are you, you said you did some stuff with like Mexico. Are you also dealing with some of like the Haitian culture? Are you dealing with like the Puerto Rican culture as well? Uh, well, mm- the other side of my business is consulting for marketing. And I get to know tons of different mm-hmm. kind of people. So far in this last month in November, uh, I have, I'm consulting for uh, this, um, this person who sells batteries okay. for cars. 
in um, in the countryside in Colombia. And so far this morning, I was uh, I had a session consulting for this lady. Who she's um, she came from Morocco to France, and she wants to create um, uh, a program for women so they can be their better self, their best version. And that's a lot of input. That's a lot of information of how their minds mm -hmm. behave. What are they chasing? What are they after? And closing out the gap as well. Because when you get to, when, when you get to talk about, well, okay, so what are your needs on this market? What are your fears? What are your, your, the bad experiences that you have? And it gets, and it's resound, it sounds a lot like my own experiences, my own fears, my own needs on the same digital platform as well. So when we talk about community, when we talk about tribe, the tribe is segregated uh, all around the world. You just need to find them. So when you come true to what you're doing, when you come true, when you align yourself to the purpose, people are just going to show up. And that's what I'm teaching. I mean, uh, we're not just like, okay, so we're not just uh, neighbors to Haiti, but there might be people who wants to, to thrive in YouTube, in Haiti, or in Jamaica, in anywhere. So that's my tribe, my, my tribe and that's the people I want to find and connect with. Definitely. I mean, it's a, it's a solid philosophy. So, I mean, just diving into, into you, a little bit more, right? So, I mean, how do you juggle like your, your work life with your family life? Uh, well, my family is um, a two-year-old two dog. And uh, I love traveling. That's one thing. Uh, I, I've been traveling the whole island since I was 17. And it was so easy for me just to get my bags and go. Um, I don't know, go to anywhere, any town and spend a couple of months there. Now having my dog and I, I and I, we've had uh, th this last two years, we've developed this um, awesome relationship and it makes me think twice. Like, okay, so I'm going to go now where? Okay, but do you take dogs? I mean, is this dog friendly? Uh, I'm living this that life right now. I don't have, I'm, I'm, I'm not married, I don't have kids. And it's just so easy for me just to get anywhere where there's internet connection because most of my work, I do it, I just do it online. I mean, yeah, this is definitely, uh, I think a lot of people will probably like to have that, that lifestyle, right? Only that you have to worry about it. It's essentially your dog <laughs> and you kind of travel the world. So, I mean, I definitely commend you for that. So, I mean, what's your morning routines? I mean, like every time you wake up in the morning, what do you do? Um, besides spending the dog, <laughs> uh, well, my morning routines, um, I created this vision board, as you can see, you, yeah. here is part of the, of what I'm doing. This is my YouTube sign. This is my whole life and I'm missing just these two spaces, but, um, I was talking to a friend and he kind of asked me the same question, like, okay, so whenever you feel that you're losing track, what do you do? I said, well, that's an interesting question because I will rather, if I, w if I was not cautious, I would just rather like, 
oh, I don't feel like I'm doing a lot or, you know, those negative uh, thoughts. And since being a videographer, what I did, I put all these pictures mm-hmm. in a video, in a two-minute video, with some images of what I want to accomplish and what I want to be by the end of the, of the time frame that I, that I uh, decided that was going to be for this vision board. And I watch it every morning. I even have an alarm. It's just like, okay, this is my wake-up alarm. And this is like, remember to watch the video. No, watch the video. So every morning, um, that's one of the first five things that I do. I watch my video vision board or my vision board video. And it's, it changes my life. I mean, when I, when I just decided to, to step out of the bed, it's a whole different person. So um, it's just uh, whatever you want to call it is uh, energy boost is reminding me what I what am I going to do? What things can I do today to get me closer to those goals? Um, I don't like to compare uh, results. I don't like to compare goals because each one has its own measure uh, of success. And... I, I find beauty and joy in doing that every day. So, I mean, th- that's a pretty interesting model. So you're saying you look at a, a daily morning video vision board. And is that mm-hmm. something that you created online? Is yeah. that like you have it on your YouTube channel and that you add to it? Or, I mean, how, how does that work? No, I I created and I have it on my phone. Uh, but most of the images, of course, they were uh, found online and resembled part of uh, how do I see myself after achieving mm. those goals. Uh, and it's uh, like I said, it's a two-minute video, and it starts with this um, uh, beautiful music. This is actually, it was, it was, it's funny that you asked me like three words that define me because those three words that I mentioned, it's what defines not my best version, but my true version. I believe like you cannot talk about something that you don't know, like you've never been. But I do believe that you were uh, something when you were born. But growing up, taking different uh, decisions, uh, you know, life contents, even your parents have made you uh, taking some steps apart from that. And my purpose is to regain that person to become again to come back to that person that I was, uh, my purpose when I was born. And that's what I believe in. That's uh, how I see that person. Uh, You know, you remember courage, leadership, and originality. And every time I face a different problem, it's like, okay, so how can I put leadership into this? How how can I be original? How can I have, uh, how, how will a courageous person will, uh, confront this situation and by the end of the day you're becoming that person by acting uh, like that per- like like that so I mean yeah I think definitely you're really big into the state of mind right and, and it, you have to believe yeah. it to achieve it so I think you're definitely living that life and to your credit I mean you've been doing it pretty successfully so my next question is, is we always hear about the overnight success stories that take 20 years and it's always perceived as something that just happened. And obviously you've got a state of mind that 
probably just didn't happen overnight. How long did it take you from start to finish to from when you began to get to where you are currently? It's taken my whole life because I, I cannot say that uh, I did something out of the blue that took me to where I am. I mean, it all started when I was born. That's that's the way I that's the way I see it. It every every step that I've taken, even the wrong steps, even problems, even especially the good things, has taken me to this state of mind. And success is only measured by mean at the end of the road. When you get to look back, or someone looks back at your life and say like, "Oh, but he actually did this, and he did it this way." But success for me is getting to live your life as close as, as your uh, your principles and your beliefs as possible. Because hmm. the rest of, the, I mean, whatever comes is just results. It's not just success. So like, okay, so if I have tomorrow a million dollars, so I'm successful? No. It's because I did a whole bunch of hmm. things that got me to this state of mind and produced me this million dollars. So this is a result. It's not, it, it, does, it doesn't define how successful I am because you can be a millionaire and be broke. But if you made a million dollars and you somehow you lost it, you can make it again. But those are results. For me, uh, being successful is being true to yourself, being true to your ideas, to your principle, and walk the path. So on that path, what's one thing that you would want to do differently if you could do it all over again? Oh, I don't actually regret anything, but I'll say that if I could talk to myself, to my younger self, I will make myself believe in me sooner. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, as, as being said before, I prefer to believe that this is part of something mm-hmm. else. And this is part of something that need to, needed to happen in order for me to actually measure how distant or how close how close I am to what I want to achieve, where I want to be. It's definitely powerful stuff. So with this, I mean, obviously you're, you're oozing this energy of positivity. You're oozing this energy of, of focusing, staying on mind on topic, mind over matter. Do you get that from an entrepreneurial family member? Anybody in your family was an entrepreneur? Like where, where does it come from? Um, at first it, it came from the, um, the fear of failure, but nothing good can come from a negative emotion. So when I discovered that I was doing stuff because I, I didn't want to see myself as a failure, uh, I switched. Okay. So now I'm going to start doing things because I want to accomplish new things because I want to be better because um, uh, I want to uh, give back and I want to uh, create more things for me and whoever I can touch. So just to give you a little context, my dad, uh, he was an orphan by the end of 11. And I think from that side, he encourage us to 
to to study, to know a lot of stuff, to discover, to be reading. But he it was done from a negative emotion because I don't want them, I don't want my kids to be in the places that I've been. I don't know if that if that yeah, makes that's... sense. But uh, when you start acting out of fear, you don't you're never satisfied. You don't get you don't you don't get to go to bed at night and say like, wow, I didn't do anything. I enjoyed myself today at the country, at the beach or whatever, and I feel very proud about it. You're always like overachieving. Uh, what's the next thing? You you don't enjoy yourself. You don't enjoy anything. And because you want more and more and more and more, and, it, and it's a never-ending race. So um, it's it's a huge responsibility being the black sheep of my family because I was that kid who was always doing whatever he wanted and however he wanted. And I remember I had the chance to talk to my dad because he was he was he, he was this dad always giving a speech and giving uh, and and always telling you what men did and how men will uh, uh, behave. But that wasn't uh, resounding with me. And I, I always stayed shut. I mean, I, 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 I never replied to anything that he said. But whenever, I mean, when, when we had the chance to talk about it, I said, like, you know what? Because in here, my idea is I could be myself. And I wouldn't, and I never put that uh, into into the hands of nobody else than me. Because then when you do that, when you try to find your purpose, your happiness in someone someone else's, it's up to their context. It's up to their judgment. It's up to whatever they're feeling at that moment. And okay, so when are you, when are you gonna start doing to yourself, by, by yourself? And when I discovered that, and I said, like, you know what, I, I'm very thankful to to all this. And going back to the to a previous question you asked me, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't understand what my purpose is right now and why I want to put purpose in everything that I do and what I put intention, what are my attitudes to toward new things that I want to accomplish. And this is what I bring to my in my workshops in my consultings, in my coaching, and working the mindset. Because you cannot talk as a creator on YouTube or anything about something you don't believe in. It's something you haven't tried yourself. So if you want to talk about, I don't know, um, making music, and you get your guitar, and yeah, you're playing this, but you're lacking emotion, then people see through you, and they don't stay there. Because... <clears throat> it's more than just playing an instrument. It's just more than uh, saying whatever you want to say uh, on camera. If you don't believe it, if it doesn't move you inside here, so you're you're nobody. That's that's very very insightful and powerful stuff. And, and, and again, to your point, I think like you're you're an avid reader, right? I mean, it seems like you you read a lot, right? So, what books are you currently reading, or audio books? Are you know which one do you prefer? You prefer a physical book, audio book, and which ones are you reading? Okay, nothing beats uh, the smell of a good book. Uh, so I'm reading one and I'm listening to one right now. I'm I'm reading The Secret. Uh, 
I just read uh, Primal Branding again from, oh, I forgot his name. Ouch. <laughs> Uh, well, it's a book about um, Patrick Hanlon. It's a it's a book about you know finding your tribe and how communities is a system of beliefs. And if you as a leader uh, touch or create new beliefs, how are you gonna uh, get the, that community to follow you? So far, I'm immersed in that. Also, I'm reading uh, a marketing book uh, because I'm doing this. Uh, the certified program uh, of exponential marketing. And yeah, I mean, that's all I can, <laughs> that's all I can hold up right now. Great, great. So where do you see yourself in 20 years from now? Well, actually, I love to see myself uh, living south coast of Spain or maybe Italy or France. Uh, maybe you have one or two small children, doing pretty much what I do right now, but not as a full-time thing, just consulting uh, top brands once or twice a week, but enjoying, you know, the family life because there's a lot of things that I need to do right now before engaging into a family. So that's why I'm, I'm, you know, I'm living life. I'm just moving around enjoying my dog, enjoying this life that I can go just anywhere and do anything that I want. Uh, so by the time I get to have my own family, then I can be there and be present with them. Nice. Nice. So what tools do you use in your business that you would not be able to do what you do without? Hmm. Has to be physical tools. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I can obviously tell like mentally, right? So outside of mental, right? What other tools, physical tools do you use? Uh, I I'll say that I couldn't do it without a camera hmm. or smartphone maybe hmm. because smartphone, you know, yeah. is more complete, but a good camera is a must. Uh, you can talk about like maybe software as well. Uh, softwares. Uh, yeah. Any good, any editing software, because there's a, I mean, uh, any software that can allow you to cut and paste and put a transition is good enough. Hmm. And one, of, one of the main things that I say all the time, all the time, all the time, content is golden and production is what costs. Hmm. I mean, you can, you can have the best tools, the best equipment, the best team, but if your content doesn't click with anyone, you have zero. And... There's a, this great kid in YouTube, who uh, Ryan, and his channel is Ryan's World. And it all started by Ryan reviewing his own toys. His mom was uh, recording with, a, with, a, with, a, with her smartphone. And in, in 2019, he made around $60 million. Hmm. So what do you need? The, the latest software, the latest camera, the latest. I mean, it's all about content. It's all about connecting with people. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of people who want to know uh, and who wants to do things the way you do it, the way you know them. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think it goes back to your, your percentages, right? I mean, just understanding that there's billions of people in the world. And if you can get a fraction of a percent of that, those people, then obviously you have your riches, but you'll also have an audience, your tribe, like you're speaking to, and they're understanding exactly what you're saying. And you're also helping them on their journey. So to your point, it, it really comes down to content that's tweaked and modified to your particular target audience. Totally, because uh, that's that's my first opening line every time uh, uh, I start up a new workshop. YouTube is the best tool to create a global impact mm -hmm. and receive economic benefits from it. If you don't have, if you if you're missing one of those, then you're you, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. You need to make an impact, but you need to make money out of it, mm -hmm. and that can only be done by knowing what you're good for i mean what's what 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 moves you what's your passion what uh what are market opportunities you have what is your talent talent and when you find that and you put it at the service of of the of the tribe that it's that it will follow you on youtube then it's your responsibility to upgrade those talents upgrade those um um that um that passion of yours because people will grow with you. I mean, if you, if you stay with what you know, people, okay, so now I know what you know, but I need more information. I need to grow. I need to upgrade this. And if you don't upgrade yourself, they will go someplace else. So then, uh, then when you have people following you just before asking, okay, so how can I get more followers is how can I increase value into the people that is already following me? And that can only be done by improving yourself, by being responsible to your talents, to the people who's found you, to people who is learning and walking your steps. That's definitely, that's real. I mean, that's the only thing I can say about that. I mean, it's definitely a very real statement that you just made. And, and I hope people, if you didn't catch what he said, I would stop, rewind back and listen to it a couple of times so you can really hear and understand what he's saying. Cause I mean, it's a jewel. I mean, out of everything you said, I mean, everything you saying has been golden, but in that one moment, what you just said, it's a golden nugget. Um, so that just kind of leads me into kind of going on that same philosophy. What words of wisdom would you have for up and coming entrepreneurs that may potentially be you as a younger version? They may be 18, they may be like 20 years old and they're hearing this or they're seeing you and they want to follow in your footsteps. What words of advice would you give to them? Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to rephrase my, my final statement on the bid fest was uh, every tribe needs a leader. Become that leader. Hmm. Be a voice, not just an echo. That's real. So whenever, whenever, whenever you put that into action, in motion, okay, so right now where I am, how can I be a voice? And you get to understand your reality totally different. Whenever you face a problem, okay, so how can I be just an active participant of this, not just a, 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 a spectator? Okay, now you're taking action. Hmm. Now you're taking action into this. Now you're moving. Uh, moving things around you you're not just contemplating life passing by you're taking control of the whole thing hmm. and you, the way i see it youtube is just um it's just because i love youtube but it's just one small step because our community 
our tribe, the people that follow us, we all are in different social networks and we have different needs from each one. Uh, but I'm just talking about how can you become a successful YouTuber, not forgetting about the, the other ones, but what can you provide uh, as, a, as a content creator in YouTube? So I will say just that, that YouTube is the perfect, perfect place to be a voice, not just an echo. Great. So how, how can our listeners find you? I mean, you have a website, social media, obviously YouTube channel. Oh yeah, they can find me through the YouTube report, uh, uh, and, and I love because there's a, a fun story behind it. We were we were trying to 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 upload the the new web page, and I said like, oh, yeah, but can you use YouTube? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh man, we've been this last two years calling ourselves the YouTube report. Okay, so what are we going to do? And uh, <laughs> we're just figuring out how how make things happen uh, from that on because. At the start, we were just so focused on um, connecting with people that we didn't, we didn't actually think what will happen if we grow this much. Hmm. So uh, you can find us online. The, the, one of the channels that I work on uh, is Baby Chistes, that uh, long B-E-B-Y, Chistes, uh, with jokes in, in Spanish. You can find me in, in Instagram, in LinkedIn, as the YouTube report. And my phones are all, all over. You can hit me and text me whenever you want. I love new, meeting new people. I love talking to, to new people. And I know uh, there's a lot of knowledge for me in every one of them. Great, great. So, I mean, yeah, definitely. Every time I get somebody that, that says, hey, my phone number is out there, give me a call. I would hope that somebody would take you up on that offer. And people just don't realize that once you make it to a certain level and somebody's willing to give you their phone number, you should die at that chance to contact that person. Well, actually, you did. I mean, you reach out. Yeah. I put, at the BitFest, I put, I said like, okay, so who am I? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not just that. I mean, there's there, there might be people that are here who, who's not that interested in my TEDx talk or in my YouTube business. Maybe there's just people who want to connect. And I put this QR and say, like, just give me a call. Whenever you whenever you, you take a capture of that QR, it leads you right directly to my uh, personal phone number, to my WhatsApp. Yep. And there's uh, tons of people that I met uh, through, through the BitFest and... That networking uh, thrills me. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, I mean, the second he put the QRC code up on a screen, I took it and I sent him a message. You were still talking, and I was sending you messages. I was like, so as soon as he gets off for this message, he should be able to see my messages lined up. So again, yeah. you have to you have to take advantage of opportunities when they knock. They only knock once, maybe twice, but take seize them when they happen. Um, yeah. So going into the bonus questions, right? And this is like my favorite bonus questions I ask everybody is on the show because again, everybody's answers are going to be uniquely different, right? And and just hearing your philosophies, I think that you, you're going to have a pretty solid answer for this one as well, right? So if you could spend 24 hours with anybody, dead or alive, uninterrupted, who would it be and why? Uh, spend time. Mm -hmm. So it's just 24 hours. I mean, it's, it's one of those opportunities to say, if somebody's dead or alive, who would I want to spend an opportunity with for 24 hours to have a conversation with, learn from? Okay, so I'll say I love to spend time with uh, Steve Jobs. <laughs> not, not talking, just 
shadowing him, <laughs> stalking him, how he how he get things done, and uh, in that context, uh, it will be the same as spending time with Bill Gates or Elon Musk. Uh, for me, they're exceptional people. But when I say shadowing them, stalking them is getting to know how they can accomplish that much. Uh, what drives them? What moves them? Where do they find courage to move on, even to the unknown? And I think that that will be a great, great thing to learn from those uh, pioneers. Solid. Great answer. Um, spinning off of that, right? I mean, you're, you're looking at essentially in our generation, the Titans, right? Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, um, Jeff Bezos. They're all Titans, right? So in your own world, you're a Titan yourself. So what is your greatest achievement today? Oh, my greatest, my greatest achievement. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's one or two, uh, I could say that one of the things that I'm most proud of lately was being able to, to give this TEDx talk um, because it was a two-year two year pursuit, um, being able to discover such a thing in an island in the, Carib sorry, in the Caribbean, uh, and I was... Every time I stepped on the on on any event of TEDx uh, in the Dominican Republic, I, I was I, I felt that I was flying. Hmm. And I but by, by the first time it was in 2017, and by the first speaker I said, I'm gonna be there. I don't know how. I'm just gonna be there. I don't know how it's gonna happen. But since that moment, and applying what 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 we've been talking today is like okay. So how can I be a voice? To, uh, to this, then I started reading about TEDx, behaving as a TEDx speaker, uh, talking myself as a TEDx speaker, giving talks to anyone that will listen to. And then it just happened because I was heavy, behaving as it, behaving it as, as if I don't, had already accomplished it. And by my biggest accomplishment is, I don't know, being able to wake up with a purpose every day. Uh, as I said before, I have a lot of goals, different goals, and I wouldn't compare them because they have their own measure of success, but they're just results. Hmm. For me, success will be living the life that I always wanted to live, but I, I will only be know that at the end of it. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think to add to that, and I, I've, I've known you for a short period of time, but I would think just by hearing you speak, and understanding parts of your journey and realizing that you're reading the secret, I would think understanding and living and walking in the rules of attraction, the law of attraction. And I think that you're an epitome of that representation. I mean, to your, like you said about your TEDx, you, you, two years before you were thinking about it, the first time you heard it, you wanted to achieve it. And then you started speaking like it, you started acting like it. And by doing that, you pretty much brought the loss or loss of, of attraction to reality. So yes, yeah, totally. definitely. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, this is the time where I usually give my guests opportunity to, to ask me any questions that they may have. So the, the microphone is yours. Okay. Um, what moves you? 
what moves me essentially it's very similar to everybody that I've invited on my show. And, and, and I look at everybody I invited on my show are pieces of puzzles that are pieces of myself. So for me, it's like, what can I get from this person and what can I give to this person? And together, how can we help someone else? So this entire podcast is, is a manifestation of understanding that the 1% or the 2% or the 3% or 10% of people out there need help. They need to understand certain things about business. They need to understand what this journey looks like and understand that everybody has an individual journey and you're not supposed to look at your journey and compare yourself to you, but look at you and say, hey, how did you do it? And see how that journey could help you continue in your journey. So that's what moves me. It's, it's kind of like I get excited when I'm hearing, like I got excited in this particular meeting because I'm, I'm hearing what you've done and I'm seeing your achievements and I'm just like this is really good stuff this is stuff that people need to understand that if one person can do it then a million people can do it you just have to step out on fate or step out on the laws of attraction and just get to the achievement level that you want by doing small steps every single day awesome thank you very much that that actually answered the the question uh beneath it which was why did we connect mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, yeah. Go ahead, I'm listening. No, I'm just, uh, I'm very thankful for it and the opportunity to get this moment to 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 connect with you, to come and, and have this beautiful conversation. Yeah, and, and again, I, once I saw you speak and I was just like, I can connect to you, I can relate to you, you're on a hell of a journey, I want to see where, where you were and kind of did some research and talking to you, you kind of told me your story, but I know that this is the dawn, right? I mean, you've made hell of achievements, but I know just by speaking to you, like, this is the tip of the iceberg, right? And that, that goes back to the statement, you always see the tip of the iceberg, but under it, there's way more below below sea level. And for you, I know that your journey is going to go on, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what else you're going to achieve next. Me too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's it, man. I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule, man, and, and giving a voice to our listeners, to something they can strive for, somebody they can reach out to and contact. By all means, man, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank all you. Right, man. Oh, S- have a good one. You have a good one, too. S.A. Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 762- 233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss in Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.